A portal opens up and all this lava. This is spamming out here. Like, where is this coming from? We're not near a mountain. You are now. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. We're just going to roll along with our Jagged Earth recap series. Let's keep going. How about we just get right to it? Alrighty, next up is Volcano. This was a character I was really looking forward to because I don't really play as attackers too often. And this was an attacker that I really thought was going to be interesting because this character is very centered on mountains. And so instead of having mobility to get to your targets or whatnot, the way that this character gets to his targets is by increasing his range. Instead mm-hmm. of like increasing mobility or going to a new spot or setting up new presence, your presence is just locked in. But you can boost your range. I thought that was like a really cool and interesting concept. Ironically, I actually can't talk too much about Volcano because of a very unique circumstance that I will be talking about in a few minutes. So, Volcano looming high. I'm not going to say that this character dislikes Dahan. It says there's a lot of abilities that will do splash damage to Dahan. You know the character descriptions on the back of their panel? It's like, it's not that the spirit hates Dahan. You know, they're always like, just indifferent to them. Just indifferent to them. Or it just happens to accidentally set them all on (laughs) So anyway, unfortunately, when I was playing this character, I killed a lot of Dahan. I didn't want to. Like As a human player, I'm like, man, I'd prefer not to do this but I need to do all this damage. So it was just like a byproduct and I was playing with a friend who was playing as Earth and he was like, hey man, I could use some of those guys. You mind if I... Oh, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> uh. So when I played Volcano, it was in a three-player game. I was Volcano, of course, and I was playing with Mist and Earth, of all people. So, Mist, Earth, and Volcano. So that's like one defender, one attacking fear character, and one attacker, like dedicated mm-hmm. attacker. This guy was actually a pretty solid balanced team. team yeah. Pretty balanced for three players, that is. So one thing I was wondering what I would do with this character when I was looking at the beta version was the whole, well, when I use Explosive Eruption, do I want to save up for a big one or do I want to just do it often? That but maybe... 10 is so enticing. I know. It's crazy like to do all that damage, but it takes a long time to build up to that. Anyway, for me in my game, I did explosive eruption a lot, but I did it at low levels. So it was constantly happening. Maybe every other turn, I was using it for two or for four damage and whatnot. So it was like doing consistent low damage. But the range buffing was awesome. I was really surprised at how much that made me happy as a player. Mm-hmm. I would pick up a card in the major or minor power deck. And I was like, oh, man, I'm looking at what I can do. I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this. Like, oh, oh, I have plus one range. Yes. It's amazing what opens up when you just get even one range where it's two away. Yeah. That's why I love reaching grasp. Yeah. Just like little cards I like was that. shocked at how big and valuable of a buff that was yeah. to have range one increase. And there's a lot of cards in the deck that are at range zero. So anything that's range zero is now range one. So like Sap the Strength of Multitudes, for instance, is a range zero card. Yes, I know you can buff it by one if you have enough air elements, but you can increase that one by another range. And I love having steam vents. Call back. Hey, steam vents. It's <laughs> range true. Zero. It's now range one. Now it's range so one. long as you have enough of your presence on one mountain, of yep. course. But true. Yeah, you can get more range and that 
really will help you with a lot of cards. That makes so many more cards more flexible as a result of that. I know it may not seem like a big thing, guys, but that might honestly be one of, if not Volcano's best abilities, is increasing the range oh, of yeah. all the cards, because it's not just some of your cards. What is the exact special rule? Your power cards gain plus one range if you have three or more presents in the origin land. It's called Volcanic Peaks Tower Over the Landscape. It says your power cards, which means that it cannot be your innates, but it's fine because your innates both specify that it's going to be on your lands. Mm-hmm. And since your lands are always mountains, that's not really a problem anyway. My point being, it was actually really cool to see just how big of a deal adding plus one range was. It was great. However, one thing that was so dope that was even cooler than the range buffing was Gold's Allure. This character with Gold's Allure can be OP. Oh my gosh. Okay, maybe not OP, but really powerful. Guys, oh my word. Gold's allure has never been so perfect for a character. Because you target a mountain and gather people into the mountain. Hmm. So, you can only go on mountains. So I kept constantly, constantly grabbing people in, pulling people in, pulling people in. It's like a vacuum, constantly going to my mountain, constantly going to my mountain. And they were constantly getting striped. So there wasn't a whole lot of too big of a threat there because a lot of people were striped. Yeah, I know I wasn't striping everyone, but still I was able to grab a lot of characters, a lot of explorers and towns as a result of this. However, what makes this so perfect is your special rule called collapse in a blast of lava and steam. Whenever your presence is destroyed, in that land, deal one damage per destroyed presence to both invaders and a Han. This means that whenever I would do explosive eruption, I'm using explosive eruption on a faraway target, on a faraway bad guy. But I'm doing damage to both the guys far away and in the mountain I'm on. Yeah. So because I kept sucking people in, I kept doing damage to the guys that are on my land. So I kept putting the damage on non-striped individuals. Because the Strife guys aren't going to hurt me. So it was so great to constantly be slinging lava. And I felt as if I was dripping my lava Mm. on the guys that were right on top of me. Oh, it was perfect. I was also using lava flows to add Badlands tokens on that very same mountain. So my mountain was so dangerous because I made it very dangerous with Badlands tokens. But I'm constantly doing damage in that mountain Mm. because of collapse in a blast of lava and steam. But I'm also doing damage to people far away with explosive eruption. It was great because Explosive Eruption says that you can blow up some of your own presence to do damage in another land. But since it says whenever your presence is destroyed in that land, deal one damage per destroyed presence. So it was so great to do damage in two spots. And Gold's Allure was so perfect because it gives you fire, air, and earth, which is the elements that this character really uses. Those are the three that this character uses exclusively. So there has never been a more perfect minor power, I think. Mm. For this character, it may have been a minor power, but it was a major improvement to my gameplay style. So, if you are playing as Volcano, I would highly recommend, if you find Gold's Allure in the deck, take it up and try this. It is so much fun. So, one thing that was really cool though was, like I said, I was playing with Mist on the team. Now, Mist can do some incredible things, but Mist has some problems with energy. Very cheap character, one that could really 
really used the energy buffing of other characters. Well, the exaltation of Molten Stone can do just that. It is split one energy per fire element you have between yourself and a target spirit as evenly as possible. So, what this means is basically I was able to shuttle past Shadow Silent Mist two energy every time I use that card, oh, which is actually huge. really great. Now, I know two energy doesn't sound like a whole lot for Mist, but for Mist, anything is great because Mist has Dissolving Vapors, which is two, which is do damage to every single invader and generate a fear, which is a nice card to constantly have and constantly be able to do. And so Mist in our game was ridiculously strong because throughout the entire game, Volcano was giving energy exclusively mm. to Mist. I never gave it to Earth because Earth is already swimming in strength and energy that he doesn't need me to shuttle past him any more additional energy. So I just gave it all to Mist, and so Volcano and Mist were actually, in this instance, a fantastic combo because I was able to give Mist a bunch of energy, and it was easy. Yeah. It was just one of my starting cards. And I always have fire elements at my disposal. Sometimes it was one energy. Sometimes it was two. Sometimes it was three. At the end of the game, it was more like mm. three. But point being, you guys get the idea. Someone who needs energy, and I was able to give it. Furthermore, I could add Blight with some of my powers and innates here, but Mist can evade damage like nobody else. So Mist is fine with Blight as far as being able to survive it, and this guy can go and give the energy, which is fantastic, for Mist. The reason why I said that this was unfortunately a unique game for Volcano was because of Mist. The guy I was playing with had to go home early because of work that he had to do the next morning, and so what happened was is we were like, well, one of our players just left. What do we do now? So I went and actually played as both Volcano and Mist when he left. So I went and picked up the reins for Mist. That's tough to play a brand new spirit of yeah. Volcano and yep. do two-player or so double So it hands. was double duty. Yeah. I double dutied Volcano and Mist. It actually wasn't so bad okay. because Mist is my number one character that was on my hype list. I was a character done the most research on and was a character that I had already played. Yeah. So it was at least someone who I was somewhat familiar with. The reason why I say it was unfortunately unique was because for me, and I've said this before, when I play as two spirits at once, I feel as if I focus less on each because I don't feel as immersed anymore. I feel as if I could have looked at Volcano more. And so I'm not going to remember much about this game because I was doing a lot in that game. It's like you're going through a checklist. Okay, I did the growth and I did the card play and now I got to go to this person and then I have this element. It's just like, it's not immersive. Yep. So I don't remember too much about my Volcano game. I do remember that I did clear my board near the end because I had a lot of Badlands out there and doing a lot of extra damage and I was gathering people with Gold's Lore. It was the perfect card. Yeah. Just to gather people in, do damage to someone far away, and do damage to the guy at the base of my mountain who has Badlands tokens waiting to also get in on the damage. It was fantastic. One thing that was funny though, I never went to another mountain. Never. I never had to. It was fine because Mist got the guys on the edges. Oh, nice. And Because Mist is everywhere, or at least the way I play Mist is it was everywhere. Yeah. And ironically, I even got to a point where I had a single presence left. Just one. That's... If they offed me, I would have been gone. I mean one presence total of mine on the board. I was destroying so many of my own presence, but then I was using Furnace of the Earth to get it back. It was really cool just to constantly bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. And this character got so much energy, it's fantastic. Or at least you have the option available to you to get a lot of energy because when you reclaim, you gain three energy. I love that. I feel as if that's like a real big shot in the arm because you reclaim cards, you gain a new power card, and you get energy. It's like a nice pit stop. Mm. Like, yes, I'm just... Like I'm just getting stronger. Like the forges As the are, game goes on. Yeah, like just like... I don't know. I felt as 
of the furnace of the earth, that kind of verbiage reminded me of like this industrial giant. I felt really cool and really powerful. I really liked Volcano. I really want to play this character again. Maybe solo. Not like a solo game, but like you only playing Correct. Me playing exclusively as one character. Yes. So ironically, I have a lot more fond memories of that game, but those fond memories are actually tied with Shroud of Silent Mist (laughs) because I had some cool things I did with Shroud of Silent Mist in that game. A few episodes ago, I said that I was playing not long ago with a character that had Reclaim 1, and the Reclaim 1 that I had was a Blight Removing card, and I was able to do that Blight Removing card pretty consistently. I was talking about this game. This is the one that I was talking about. The reason why I didn't want to specify was because I would A, take time, and B, it was kind of funny because I said that I wasn't going to play any other spirits twice until I played all of them. That was my rule. Is this cheating? So this was a very unique circumstance because I hadn't completed my list yet, but now I'm playing as Mist again. But I think you guys understand the scenario. It wasn't my intent to play as Double Duty. It was the other guy left, and we were like, well, what do we do? We're just two players left now. What do we do? Do we just remove his board? I don't know. I have some presents on that guy's board, and he has presents on my board. What do we do? You know what? I'm just going to go and play as both characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a unique circumstance. It's not what I meant to do, but I did play as Mist twice, technically, before I finished. That's cool. Before I finished my list. Yep. So this is a technical loophole with my rule, but I think it's okay. So there you go. There is my volcano game. Unfortunately, does a lot of splash damage to Dahan if you're as careless as I was, but I wanted to get the damage out there and Gold's Allure was really, really strong. Really strong. Given the fact that you can also add Badlands and get plus one range, I like this attacker. I want to play as him again. My game of Volcano Looming High. Let me say, because whoever remembers my hype list, Volcano was pretty, pretty, pretty low. Was it like nine or eight or something? Yeah, it was ten maybe? I think it was ten. Yeah. So, y'all was wrong about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm trying to think of like what is the biggest surprise. Trickster is up there. Something Thing about volcano it might be like my number one upset to like knock off the yeah. top seat or something yeah this dude was fun and so destructive All for right. me i think trickster was my biggest upset okay yeah just for the purposes of conversation and trickster was lower on mm-hmm. low on your list as well yep here's a thought volcano might be one of my top rated offensive spirits i really think this character has a good potential for some so there's like strong there's like thunder speaker for me yeah and then there's an argument that's Lightning, where it gets murky wild fire yeah. you know maybe keeper if you keep keeper strong enough yeah. obviously keeper gets crazy right as a counterattacking defender really but but something about volcano is like knocking on the door to thunder speaker for me mm. and it's what you're talking about everything changed for me when i saw a collapse into a blast of lava and i think i overlooked that in the beta versions everything I, changed it didn't click for me as why that was so good so one of my favorite major powers is fire and flood um, yes and yes. it does damage in not just one. It's funny you say that. I found that card in did Volcano's you? game. Oh! I did. It was great. I did not in mine, but it's just like one of the few powers of cards that does damage in two different lands. Yes. And Volcano can yes. do this at ease. So not only, like you said, are doing damage where you're attacking with your innate, with explosive eruption, but then land you're in. I tried to use the Reign of Ash to get my Dahan yeah. out. So I would yep. try and like plan it. So that is a slow power, cost two. 
two. It's two fear if invaders are present, and you get to push up to two to Han and two explorers slash towns two lands without your presence. Yeah, I tried my best to use that card. Obviously, you can't always do it. As often as I could to protect Dahan. Right, right, right. But I couldn't stop all of the lava coming at him. I didn't kill all of my Dahan. I just killed a lot of them, like maybe four of them total. And I think we just don't like killing Dahan, so we're very sensitive to it. Yep. As players. Because some people have, like, stand on boards or like... I did my best to minimize the collateral damage, but I did, in fact, kill a few of them. And I think you probably noticed more because you're playing with Earth, who's like, I am defense. I I need these people. I know. And the funny thing was, is like I said, that one guy said, is there any way I can get these... (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I never got to 10, so I'm talking about the innate explosive eruption. I got to 6. Yeah? So that is where, in each land, you destroy 6 presents, and if you have all the elements in each land, within 1, 4 damage. In each land. Mm -hmm. Each surrounding land, 4 damage, add a blight to the target land, and doing so does not destroy your presence. Mm -hmm. So in every land, you're doing 4 damage. like a big boom. And that's not even including the fear from the uh, lower levels of that innate. Mm -hmm. And then also, so you're doing that damage in the land that it originates mm-hmm. from. I don't know. It was just like so cool to see this eruption. And I think that's where that's I saw the power. A lot of lands. Yeah. It is. What I'm about to say is incredibly specific. Have I'm you a- ever had your subconscious work on something and it just clicks for some reason? Like you can even be going to the bathroom at work and, oh, that's what I said in fifth <laughs> grade when I really needed to say that. Oh, oh like no. something clicks in your yeah. head for some reason. I had one of those clicking moments. Tell me the click. I was worried about Finder and going up against England because Finder can go and congregate people very easily into one land and then you can just smack that one land. Well, with England, you don't want to have a lot of people in one land because (laughs) you will lose if they have seven buildings in one spot. So I'm like, well... Maybe you don't have one gathering spot. Maybe you have like a few gathering spots. I thought that Finder and Volcano might be a perfect combo for this problem because Finder can go and push them in multiple lands around this mountain. Not all in one land, but in multiple lands. Then Volcano can go and attack each of those lands. You see what I mean? Like can it's I, not. Can I show you something? What's up? All right, rolling, but <laughs> I did not type this out. Look at what's highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> on your notes I should play Finder with Volcano <laughs> on my notes I'm not kidding y'all this is how much we think alike sometimes I wrote I'm trying to find a better combo than Finder and Volcano oh that's hilarious well Finder can gather people which this guy would love Let's work to this have out. more targets and Volcano is spitting damage on a lot of people yes. and the thing is is damage offense in this game looks better when you have efficiency of offense not being wasted in the form of overkill. How do you fix this problem with overkill? Get more people in. Control. Have a control character push more people, gather it up like a dustpan yeah. into one spot. Then when everyone's in one spot, you can just omnibeam <laughs> and just completely... It's the problem that lightning has of like, everything's destroyed around me. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? Yep. Well, can you get all the way over here? Yep. Simply put, your damage is more efficient when it is not wasted on all these lands. Because here's the thing. When you are a damage dealing person, all you want to do is get all the damage out there. Kill this guy. Kill this guy. Go over here. Go over here. But you seldom have the capability to have the energy and the card play and the mobility to go out there into the world. Go out there into all the board and find the invaders on their various lands spread across this whole board and do damage and do damage and do damage and do damage. It's much better if all those people are in one spot so that all of your damage 
damage can just go on one place. It's easy to remember. It's easy to orchestrate. It's easy to focus because they're all in one spot. And so with Finder, that's just simply the greatest control character that we have at the moment. And this character, Volcano, I mean, can do a lot of damage. So if you're going to do a lot of damage, let's make the most of it. Let's get the most bang for your buck and collect all the people into one general area. Here's the cool thing. Since you aren't doing damage exclusively in one land, you can put them in a multitude of lands. Yeah, sure. A collection of little clump. A big three to four land clump. All surrounding the mountain. And then just boom. All surrounding them. Another thing that I thought about Finder and Volcano, I want Volcano to get to that 10 threshold. Yeah. So who is the best staller in the game who can push people around, who can isolate, who can just put the game on hold, you know, how many other rounds Finder can? Third place, Earth or Many Minds. Second place, Earth or Many Minds. <laughs> and first place, Finder. Finder can isolate up to three lands and push people around, prevent explorers. Not prevent ravages, but moving them, you're yep. preventing the ravage. Right now, I am putting in our silly lists, okay. our duo games. Yes. I am putting Volcano and Finder. Finder. You had talked about sometimes people are too far away so you can control and push them. Yeah. I was thinking that's a great step. What yeah. if Finder is in the same mountain that Volcano's in and right. opens the ways, connects two adjacent lands? Yeah. Then that range one away is range one away yeah. across the Dude. islands by opening adjacency. the ways. Yeah. Adjacency. Because you are making any land adjacent that could be by really opening cool. the ways. Could you imagine like thematically how crazy that would be? You're just walking along the path as an invader. A portal opens up and all this lava <laughs> This is spamming. Where is this coming from? We're not near a mountain. You are now. <laughs> Last thing. I'm sorry. I really nerded out on Finder Volcano. No, that's fine. So I played Volcano a little more spread out. I was in two places. You played in one place. Yeah. I was in two different mountains. Mm-hmm. Say you wanted to be six in one place or ten in one place. Mm-hmm. Finder has this card called Traveler's Boon. <laughs> Who can move up to three presents from a spirit to, you to a land? And Volcano can do that with relative ease anyway with Furnace of the Earth. Earth, but you can do it even faster even if faster is there. I was thinking maybe downpour is like also good because downpour with gift of abundance can bring those oh. destroyed presents back but something about finder with those adjacencies and like you said the control yeah. and to push things closer to the right. mountain was just tantalizing that's cool I did not play a game with finder so <laughs> but my game was still fun and I got to the level six <clears throat> destroyed presents with all the surrounding areas so that was a whole heck of a lot of fun I could have gone to that one like I had enough I think I think four Elements. is the sweet spot. I do like having the four one, the level two of that innate. I think the reason two. why I never activated the level three of that innate, even though I did reach the elemental threshold okay. to do it, was because that's where it starts to add blight. Yeah. And in our game, we had a lot of blight on the field. So that's why I chose not to do it. Didn't want to completely spill the threshold. Luckily, we had Earth on the team that was helping with the ratios. That's good. And Mist had found, I believe it was Uncanny Melting, I think. Okay. It was another, another blight. One of the, it yeah. was one of the blight removal cards. I don't remember which one specifically, but it was a blight removal card, and it was a blight removal card that could only go in certain spots. Which, by the way, I don't know why this completely went over my head, but when we were looking at these new cards in Jagged Earth, one of the things that we said that was so weird was there's a lot of blight movement yeah. in this game. A lot Manipulation. Of blight gathering, yeah. blight pushing, and we're like, what can that be useful for? We're like, oh, that's going to be great for Wildfire and anyone that has a requirement for a power or an innate, mm-hmm. perhaps, that they need 
need to have a blight in that land. Push in that land, that card cannot work. Sure, that can work. That's 100% of use that you can use it for. How did I not think of the fact that you can gather a blight into a land and then remove the blight from there? Mm. Because there's a lot of cards in this game that can remove blight from specific Sand, lands. wetlands. So let's go and use one of these new cards to move it to that oh, spot yeah. and then remove it. I'm like, how did I not think of that? They went right over my head. I thought of like this super in-depth crazy thing, but I didn't see the basic That's thing. okay. You like to go, Whatever. yeah, you anal- analyze it. So yeah, blight movement can be really great because how many times have you guys had a blight removing card and you're like, all right, let's see if I can, oh, no I can't blight. go there. Ah, man, if it was in the other spot, I could do it. But since it's not in that spot, I just have to let it go. Oh, well. So now we can go and use these new Blight Manipulative cards, move them to the spot that is legal for you to use your card on, and then use your card to get rid of it. So, hooray, there you go. I know that's a little bit off topic, but I just remembered that, so there you go. We had talked about when we were bringing up Vengeance and how from the beta to the finalize, definitely a nerf. Mm -hmm. Now, Volcano, in the beta for the growth, when you you were reclaiming you would reclaim cards gain a power card but gain six, six energy, energy. did you double. did you feel any sort of like energy restrictions i, didn't. I, I didn't felt either. as if volcano had more than enough energy for the stuff that i wanted if you look at your starting hand you have two ones one two and one three that's not so bad when you see how much energy this character can get so your energy track is really good it always always improves by mm. the way this is a rare character this is one of the few of the 24 in the game that improves on every single stat for your presence tracks, whether you upgrade your card play or you upgrade your energy. It always is an improvement. I did a list. I actually went and took the time and did a deep dive on who has these things. But that was a long time ago and that was made with beta versions. So I kind of want to redo that list. That'd be interesting. It was like about a third, a little bit less than a third of the characters had a efficient track Mm -hmm. system like this. So anyway, this is a character who is now finalized and is one that we can verify that is such a person. I think why they were trying to do six is they were almost like, that's the temptation to not grow because you want to grow with the spirit. You want to build up that volcano. So they're like, maybe six will make you like lean towards that way, but three is still fine. I thought it was interesting how Furnace of the Earth can give you your presence back, but you put it back on your tracks. At first I was like, man, I don't like that. Why would I? Oh, wait a minute. That means I can place it again. Oh, that's not so bad. I can just go and do my second growth option. Bink, bink, there's two. All right, that's not so bad. Because green can get their destroyed presence back, but it's only one at a time. You know, with their growth option, I mean. This character can go and get destroyed presence back and can go and put it back on the board, Mm. which means the ones that are on the board can be exempt from the destroyed ones, which means you can get your destroyed one back and some of these new ones back. So you may be able to get even more out there because your second growth option gets two. And then since those weren't destroyed, go and grab some of your destroyed ones back. Yeah. So in Instead of doing just one destroyed, you can actually get three destroyed. Why? Because you can use your growth option two to get two of them back and then use your destroyed one to get one of them back. So that's like three. So I was like, oh, oh, oh. That's it why. clicked. So it clicked. So if you guys thought that that one was kind of like a eh, don't worry. It's a lot better than I thought. So yeah. A card I loved was Lava Flows. Not even oh, just. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Not even. Simple. Simple card. One energy, slow power, add a Badlands and a Wilds or do one damage. Yeah. So I love the Badlands, but there's not many characters that add wilds. Not really, no. So adding that wilds, again, I think would pair so well with Finder of just like an isolation and wilds. Right. And one damage is like, eh. But when you think about the fact that you're spitting Badlands, one can turn into two, which can can turn into three. 
This is the character that made Badlands click for me. Yeah? To see the potential of stacking that damage. Yeah. And, I don't know. This was a surprising one for me. Yeah. A fun game. And I want to play again real bad. Yep. Of the attackers, I would like to go back to this one probably the most. So there you go. There is Volcano Looming High. Onto stone. 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 Stone was my number one. It was. You finally get to talk about <laughs> stone after that whole snafu with your wife, which was still funny. It's still funny. We <laughs> laugh about it now. It's yep. all good. Yep. Yep. The pain has subsided. So out of all my Jagged Earth games, this is the one I've interacted or played the most. Yeah? Yeah. People either seem to like enjoy playing this spirit or they see it. They see the stats. They want to play it. I do hear that a lot. Do you know? Notice that? From the feedback I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of talk about downpour. I'm seeing a lot of talk about stone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think stone is just so incredibly reliable. Yeah. You know what you're going to get and how, no matter how difficult the game is or how difficult the adversary, stone is going to make it go longer or just make you survive. So I don't have a whole lot to say about stone. Well, just because (laughs) I'm just trying to find a major flaw to stone. Yeah. I think it's the most reliable spirit in the game. I don't see any Mm. major glaring flaw. I don't think there's a wrong way to play this spirit. Okay, so do you like energy and card plays? Go top track. Right. Because, okay, you can go up to four pretty quickly and you get a bonus card plays. You get to gain miners. Okay, what if you want to trigger your innates? Go the bottom track route right. and get those earth elements. Right. And, and I like half and half, yeah. usually. I usually try and at least get to that reclaim one on the bottom track. Mm-hmm. And I try to go to the top track for more energy because you want to have energy when you are adding blight to the board so it comes from the box instead yeah. of the card. But I'm trying to find, because I know when we get to you, you played a solo game of Stone. I did. And I want to hear eventually when we get to you. <laughs> <laughs> that comparison between like a many mines and a stone. Because I just, yeah. like a lure, I don't see much wrong with this character i don't see a reclaim loop because hey guess what you are growing on every single growth option right i don't see like an energy problem because you start off at two and go up from there starts with two starts with two some spirits Very start at zero yeah a lot of people start with one or even zero it two was, is not common at all. Yeah, it's tantalizing to have all that energy be that quick. So it reminds me of an Earth. There's a oh, lot of rock so great. people that have just like easy energy games. Yep. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm just used to playing like Lightning or Finder, which yeah. sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Well, you're usually accustomed to attackers and controllers. Yeah. And those aren't characters that are known for a lot of energy, although Finder does get a lot. Eventually, but, but Finder starts off yeah. at zero. Yep. So, but yeah, the rock people, they always get presence on every single action, and they get a lot of energy that's like something that's a common theme yeah my most memorable game with stone get this i didn't play stone you were there it was a four-player game we had fractured ah. finder miss and stone this was the level four scotland level four scotland with just, events with events we're just jumping into it yep because it was like the first time playing scotland mm-hmm. and we're just like let's just be miserable tonight <laughs> <laughs> but i mean what a memorable game it so was we had seriously. finder fractured Fractured Mist and Stone. Yeah. A weird team when you think about it. It was an odd team. (laughs) At first it was like, huh? 
So how it came together, listeners at home, Miss was my last spirit to play, so I had to play Miss. Yep. Laura had last one was fractured. Mm-hmm. And then we had a friend of yours who yep. just saw the artwork. I don't know. How did he pick Stone? Stone reminded him of Serpent. Okay. And this is my friend who always plays a serpent, mm. which is another late bloomer. Late bloomer. So yep. he chose Stone, and then you had to play Finder. Finder. That be- was on the schedule. Because that was the next thing. So it's like we all kind of picked him because we were had to or whatever. So it wasn't like we were doing a theme team or yeah. a best of or whatever. But with that team, Finder, zero offense. That was Fract- our controller. <laughs> Fractured, zero offense. That was our utility. And then Misk, little offense. Right. But that's our fear, guys. That's our fear. So Stone had to bear the weight. And it was, yep. I mean, you could talk to this too. It was a pretty dominant game of Stone. Oh, yeah. You helped playing as Finder, oh, yeah. though. We'll get to that game. Yep. But it was just so cool seeing he was using majors after major because he got up to six energy. Yeah. And he's like, every turn, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing this new major and this one and this yep. one. So it was just like, oh, that doesn't have enough damage on that team. Stone was able to handle it. And with Let Them Break Themselves Against the Stone... Oh. That's just such a cool power to see in action because it doesn't happen it this is. slow. It happens during the ravage. Right. It's so cool. Like as they're fighting, it's like, yeah, take on damage. And to see them repel that damage back to the invaders was, I don't know, it was the coolest, the most immersive experience I had with stone. I didn't even play stone. There you go. But it's a quality spirit. And if yeah. I'm ever tackling like a very tough adversary, I think I want stone in my corner. Yeah. Stone is a hard team member to leave on the bench. Yeah. Seriously. Like you said, when I played Stone, it was a solo game. And I think this character shines both in solo and in team games. So the thing about Stone, just going off of what you said, I consider there to be four late bloomers in this game. Those late bloomers are Serpent, Keeper, Shifting Memory of Ages, and Stone. So (laughs) those four, Serpent, Stone, Memory, and Keeper. Which means when I say late bloomer, I mean someone who has ridiculous late game potential, but obviously can only use that strength during the late game. So I think this is someone else that can join that crew, so to speak. When I played as a character i did solo and uh i love the presence placement with every growth option guys oh i know we said that that's what rock people do it's just you feel so great you feel as if you're not making mistakes because regardless of what you do you can always go and get a presence out there you are constantly upgrading even if you are making stupid decisions and doing poor choices at least you're constantly upgrading and improving that's so nice i love just the laid back security that this character brought there's me. a flexibility in you those. know by the way one thing that i forgot to mention with volcano was surprisingly flexible and when i say flexible i mean in the fact that volcano is surprisingly flexible in the usage of cards why range zero cards you can use them range one cards two cards you can use them and can make them better mm. does he need sacred sites everything he does is a sacred site doesn't matter does i it? hope he has sacred sites. does it not require sacred sites yeah doesn't matter like whatever the card requirement is He's got it. Yeah. Because it's in range, and if it's a sacred site or not a sacred site, eh, it doesn't matter. I will always fulfill those requirements. So I feel as if Volcano can cast cards very easily. Sorry, I forgot to mention that, but that's a very unique kind of flexibility. Mm-hmm. So anyway, triggering an eights with stone was a breeze. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> only the final levels of each of those innates require other elements. Plant for one, sun for the other. So they all require earth. And at the very end, they require a plant, or and for the other one, two sun. That is it. 
And so this character's tracks are ridiculous because you have an energy track and an element track. Mm. And then your card play is divvied up between the two. Which means regardless if you do element or energy, you will always be getting card play as well. And if you do both, then you'll get even more card play. That's why there's like no wrong way to play this one. Oh, experience. I know. It's so great. And you can get so many things with this character. You can get, in the beta version, it was 10 and 5, 10 energy, 5 card play and reclaim one the finalized version you can get five earth elements and an additional element that can be whatever you want furthermore you get reclaim one and you can do nine energy which is very very similar then for card play you got one two three yep still five so here you still get five earth one element you want reclaim one nine energy and five card play which is great now of course you have to do the gain energy growth option to get to nine but you get six every single turn that is not howdy yeah. It's great, especially how your starting hand, you have a zero, a one, and two twos. You'll be saving a lot of money with this character. Energy will not be a problem. One thing I do like about this character is that you will usually start near the center of your board, which is actually really useful because that means you're in the thick of it and you already start where there's a blight on the board. And it doesn't really matter because you will very easily get that to a sacred site and you're good. But I liked having a sacred site for me. That's what I did in the center of my board. Right from the game start, I had so many lands that I could reach to as far as like range one away yeah. and whatnot because I started in the middle. And I know that every board it's not going to be exactly the middle, but with his starting options, you will be commonly going towards the middle. In technicality, it says place two presents on your starting board, one in the lowest numbered mountain without Dahan and one in an adjacent land that has blight if possible or sands if not. So usually from what I can tell from looking at the boards, that will usually be the centered land or one that is close to the center land. I really like that. It was something that I thought was very minuscule at first, very like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it's actually quite valuable for the purposes of early game targeting. Because like there are some characters that start all the way on the inland that can't do anything on lands far away. But yeah. this guy doesn't start very far away from any of them. He's pretty close to most of them. So anyway, that was a fun, unique thing that clicked for me. But another thing that was so cool was I was initially worried about the damage output of this character. But Badlands came to the rescue. Loving Badlands. Oh my gosh, character starts off with two Badlands adding cards. When I played as this character, I was very fortunate to find Desiccating Winds again. Again? I got it again. And there's another Do you card. shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> but there's another card that I got, which is also becoming a quick favorite, which is okay. The Shore Seas with Hatred, which is just one fear, then add a Badlands and a Wilds token. Now, it can only go on the coast, but that's still really great because you can go and add multiple kinds of tokens. Like I said, it's Wilds tokens and it's Badlands tokens so there's dual functionality there and especially it's on the coast so there's that dreaded coastal land card in the invader deck which Mm. is always going to be a problem and this one can help you combat that but it's really cheap it gives you four elements fire water earth and plant and it's all for one energy so it's not bad I really like this card it's very easy to fit into your budget and it adds Badlands which is huge for me at the end of the game I had four Badlands cards and my board I had nine Badlands on my board. Wow. Which was just hilarious. A solo game, y'all. A solo game with nine Badlands tokens. I had a Terror 2 victory in this game, which is uncommon. Very. It's not rare, it's uncommon for me. I was able to kill all the cities and all the towns, which is pretty cool. Now, I was fortunate because I had two fear cards, which let Dahan pick off lone explorers for me, and that's very helpful for the fact that this explorer is about to go ahead and build on a 
future mm-hmm. turn. And since the fear card let the Dahan kill those lone explorers, that meant that they never built. And so that was able to give me some really clutch relief and removed some pressure from me, which was very nice. I did pick up a few defend cards, which proved to be quite helpful. It was very nice for me to have some defend cards so that it could assist me with my problem spots. And when in doubt, having defend cards is always so nice. The late game potential this character has is so great, I think. I talked about the stats that this guy can get, and I think it rivals Keeper. Ooh. I'm not sure who would be better. We have two counterattacking defenders in this mm-hmm. game. That would be this character, Stone, and Keeper. Both of them on their summary of powers have very high offense and very high defense. I know that Serpent can probably do both better when they get to Serpent's ridiculous late game, but I'm not sure who I would pick as better. I don't like thinking in terms of better and worse when it comes to spirits, okay. usually. So Stone, what I mean to say with all this is I think you guys should do what I do, which is mentally categorize Stone on the same quality tiers Keeper. Because Keeper is widely regarded as a fantastic character, and rightfully so. I think this is a fantastic character and should be regarded with as much respect and favor, because this character is amazing. Agreed. The safety that there was when Blight would come on, I'm like, eh. And then I would get rid of it, and oh no, more people are coming in. Eh, I don't care. And then reflect it. Bam. And oh, did I have Badlands in that land? I did. Extra damage. So great. And I really think that if you haven't played Stone, you would have a lot of fun. Yes, I know it doesn't seem as dramatic as other characters, but I blighted the land four times in my solo game and not once did it come from the Blight card. That's amazing. And so it was crazy because I was healing Blight all the time with my card, Scarred, and Stony Land. But the thing was is yes, all the Blight that entered the board came from the box and all the Blight that I removed went back to the box. So all the blight that came in from the box all the blight going out box back to the box which meant that i was 100 removed from the normal blight threshold struggle with other people which means that in a multiplayer game you can literally be doing your own thing completely independent hey man what are you doing oh i'm good i'm just going over here okay. taking care of some stuff stone's actions aren't even affecting the blight card in any way because like he can perfectly be off the grid now of course if you're playing poorly and maybe you're not doing very well with the hold the island fast with a bulwark of will, which is the innate that adds blight from the box. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that poorly, you will be adding from the blight card. There's definitely reasons to want to play this character good. I'm just saying this character has the capability to perfectly be exempt from the blight card's threshold struggle. There's always a tug of war between, okay, so-and-so's on the team, that means we're going to blight a little bit more than usual, Mm. but so-and-so else is a good healer, so that means we're going to have some healing, which means that other people can be a little more loosey-goosey with blight Well, this character can completely survive off the grid. I do think that this character can be, like you said, a really good independent spirit. And for solo team games, doesn't matter. I think this character is fantastic on both. In my experience, this character has been fantastic on both because, Mm -hmm. like I said, I've been on teams with Stone when it was a multiplayer game. And I've been on Stone for a solo game, obviously, because that's what this was. Fun fact, this game was documented. I took pictures of this one and did a synopsis as well. I put it on Facebook, and if you would like to see what that is, I will link it in the description below. So, if you want a physical representation to look at and gaze at with some other comments of mine on what specific cards I had and that kind of thing, you can check out the Facebook down below. So, next up is... Yeah, it's um, no one you really care about. Yeah, so, uh, skip, skip. Anyway, yeah, skip. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is 
Finder. Oh goodness. Oh boy. John, we finally, finder, finally finder, get to finder. talk about Finder. Oh, I bet you're happy about this. <laughs> I once said that once we talk about Finder, I'm probably not going to say much because you're going to talk all about Finder. Now, of course, I was talking about our analysis of the character. This is just a first impressions. So I will be talking about I'm but... excited to hear about your first impressions. Yeah, well, you were there. You all have even heard about this game because when John was talking about how cool Stone was, he talked about a four-player game with Fractured, Stone, Mists, and Finder. Well, in that game, I was Finder. That was the Scotland Level 4 with events. I felt a little bad throwing you to the wolves with that because yep. it was you know level four difficulty Scotland. which is high for Scotland right. and they're building on the coast constantly and I when they know. explore the coast there are more towns it's, it's a town it's yeah. just they keep coming and by the way you can't do any damage this game have fun have fun yeah <laughs> and you, you look at oh their, and there's events <laughs> and there's events and like no one's using B so events are yourselves ah! <laughs> no one's using strife no one's using strife <laughs> Perfect. No token users. Have fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a hit-the-ground-running kind of thing with this character. But I will say one thing that proved to be quite useful, it was a hit-the-ground-running kind of game. Yes, it was a four-player game, and we talked to you about who was playing and who was playing as who. We were playing against a level four Scotland, but what was great is right from the get-go, I was pulling cities off the coasts on my board, on other people's boards, which was very handy against Scotland. We- we never got close to the lose condition of so right. many lands with cities on the coast. Isn't it like in a four-player game if you have eight, if you you're have eight. dead? And I think we never got past like four. five. Or four? Okay. Yeah, because right from the game start, yoink, I grabbed one and it was at three. How insane is that? Right. It was always four or three. Three or four because I kept yoinking them. Every player had one on their board that they committed to. They were able to destroy the others or pull others in, or mm-hmm. I pulled them in to there. But I always kept mine clear just because I was able to do so. It was more difficult to keep mine clear and focus on other people's boards. It's kind of split there because I split my presence among multiple boards. I wanted to make sure I had my own board mm-hmm. kind of covered. Now, as a result of the fact that I went to other people's boards, this meant that my board kind of got dirty with a lot of blight and stuff because I I actually split my focus on other people's boards. You were very spread out early game. I was, but the thing was, is it was level four Scotland that was putting cities on the coast. I really did not want other players of mine. Exploring with towns. Right. Building. So I figured it would be better for the team for me to kind of let my own board kind of get bad so long as I can keep specifically cities off of all of the coasts. But I feel as if that was helpful. Mm-hmm. I feel as if that was a great boon to the team. Oh, Ironically, 100%. I went down the middle track. Okay. I was wondering what I would do when I played this character. I actually found myself going down the middle track. I started with the card play one so that I can go and get my earth. And then I went up and I just did all the middle ones. Then I zigzagged up to get the two energy and then down back to the middle one. So one thing that was interesting, one of the reasons why I went down the middle track was I kind of liked what it gave me. I liked the elements that it gave me because it gave me air. It gave me moon. It gave me move of presence. But I really wanted that plus one energy and plus one range on everything. That was insane. I talked to you earlier with Volcano about how crazy it was to add plus one range on everything. That was like, what? And that means everything. That means for moving a presence. That means for adding a presence. That means for power card stuff. That means for your innates. You have some cards that can only be in range zero. Well, now they're range one. Yeah. So it was fantastic. But here's another added benefit that was really cool that a lot of people might not think about at first. Since I went down the middle track, the middle track is connected to both the top and the bottom. Of course, that's why it's in the middle. What was cool though was since I had all 
all of the middle unlocked, I could literally grab any spot from the top mm. or bottom with ease. So if it was far away on the end, I could grab it. If it was far away at the beginning, since you can go backwards, I can get it. Or maybe it's over here, way at the end, over there. Since it's connected to the middle, you'll notice a lot of the card play ones, a lot of the energy ones are connected somewhere yeah. to a middle one. So I had a flexibility of growth once I had completely blitzed the middle. So I did notice, though, this character surprised me with how little card play they got. Yeah. That it's... was really interesting for me. Well... <laughs> One of the reasons why elements Wait till you hear my favorite like growth way to do it. Yeah. That's what I did. I'm not saying that is the best. Oh no, I like that way. Yes. That's just what I did. So you max out at four. Yeah. Or you can get three, then four with the growth option. With the growth option. Correct. Correct. One thing I noticed with this character was that your best movement cards are your slow ones. Your slow powers are the cheapest and they have the fewest strings attached. Mm. The fast ones, both expensive and require something else, like Traveler's Boon. You have to be in both spots, but at least that one's free. Offer Passage Between Worlds is a good one because it's fast, but it's not free. It's only one. He has cards that are free, but this isn't one of them. It costs one and it requires Dahan to be used. Aid from Spirit Speakers, which is your most expensive card and that one requires Dahan to be in there as well luckily it's fast my point being the fast ones are expensive and strings attached Mm -hmm. the slow ones are free and not nearly as many strings you can just shove people I love the slow ones yeah the slow ones half the invaders (laughs) that one you have ones that just oh you can move invaders Dahan beasts or presents to a land that has the same terrain that's within range too of course you can buff your own range to be literally infinite or (laughs) plus one so to the same terrain that's really easy to do then you have one that says push half rounded up from target land of all of those tokens (laughs) another one says push all of those kinds of tokens two of them two of each kind of those ones if you want to to a land that shares the same kind of type between coastal and inland so from coastal to coastal or from inland to inland so these cards i feel as if those are so much easier to cognize so much easier to plan and you're moving and you're moving because you would use the one of the same terrain to get things off the coast yeah it'd be like a wetland you're like i'm gonna push this to another wetland that's not on the coast. Get out of here. Yep. You were doing some pretty great. cool maneuvers. One thing that's unfortunate, though, is that the events killed all my Dahan. <laughs> pretty much. It killed most of my Dahan, and I was using Offer Passage Between Worlds and other defend cards to use Dahan to kill all of my stuff, because that was a way for me to do damage. It wasn't me doing the damage. I blocked it, and then naturally Dahan just counterattacked anyway and blew stuff up for me, which, if I'm not mistaken, that does not trigger Responsibilities to the Dead. You are our finder special and you're shaking your head no, so cool. <laughs> it has to be your action. That's what I thought it was. But the problem was the events killed most of my Dahan and we had some other characters that were using them. So they said, hey, would it be okay if I use those Dahan? I said, sure. So I literally teleport them across the map. Here you go. All yours, fam. So it's unfortunate that I didn't have a whole lot of Dahan at my disposal, but I feel as if this character could use Dahan very effectively for defense. One thing that was kind of funny was my board looked really clear very early, except for my one problem spot, of course, where I was shoving them all. I was shoving them into one problem spot. I can still picture it. Right. It was hilarious. And it was great because it was just one spot 
but the rest look completely clear, which is funny because when you, you were move using isolate so well. Well, the thing was is Scotland is always always a problem on the coasts. And so I just kept throwing my isolates on the coast all the time. Sometimes I get two isolates, sometimes yeah. it was just one. Sometimes I would miss, I'd be like, "Oh, well, it turned out they didn't go to that land, you know, cuz oh, well. the explore card is face down." Breaks a fourth wall and looks at the audience. So I have no idea where they're going. So I'm like, well, I'll just see if I can go here, see if I can go there. Luckily, your close the ways can be repeated multiple times and target each level of this innate power as a separate power, which mm. means you can do it multiple times so long as you have the elements. So there are times when I would do it twice, which is great. So there'd be times when I was like, isolate, isolate twice on my board. And I actually got pretty lucky. You did. They attempted to go to my isolated lands many times. Sure, I wasn't perfect. There were a few that I missed on, but I was actually able to clutch them not going yeah. to the coast, which was fantastic because Scotland, when they explore, they don't put an explorer there. They put a town. Which quickly turns into a city. <laughs> and then that means when they build, they're going to build a city, which is really problematic because if you stop a build, that wasn't a build. That was an explore. Yeah. Since when does a wild token prevent a town showing up? <laughs> against Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Like, so I felt as if Finder was actually a surprisingly good pick against Scotland because was. I was constantly making them inefficient on their own builds because hey they're going to build stuff and no you're not I shoved you and no you're not I shoved you and no you're not I shoved you so between keeping Dahan alive as best as I could with defend cards and offer passage between worlds I was able to keep Dahan alive during Ravage and between that and constantly moving bad guys around I was able to limit the invaders to only building towns only once did they build a city on my board once and that was at the very beginning it was incredible I was able to move people around bad guys get out of here bad guys get out of there dahan get in here dahan get in there in that one problem spot i had two dahan that was like my strike team and so they had like 10 towns a bunch of explorers and a city and offer passage between worlds says the next time that dahan will be destroyed in target land destroy two fewer so my strike team never would died. always be able to stay alive never die and take out the one city that was in that land mm. so not only did i limit them to only having 10 and explorers, I was also able to protect and move my special forces to Han unit mm. in there to take out the cities. I thought that was like really cool. I felt very skillful doing that. I felt just so cool. One unfortunate thing though is we did blight the island and the blight card we got was the second worst in the game in my opinion, which is either you forget a power or you destroy a presence every single turn. So this blight card heavily influenced our gameplay so I felt as if with Finder I could have been stronger because for the the rest of the game, I did growth options one and three for the rest of the game. Why? Because each of those options gives me a power card. So I would immediately gain a power card and I'd forget it. And I'd get a new miner and forget it. And get a new miner and forget it. Well, it's so tough what with this means, Finder. You need those portals. I you need know, that presence. So you, I know. Like, you couldn't lose presence because that is honestly your strength. Right. And luckily, your third option gains you a power card and a presence, which was really nice. I did yeah. that one a lot. But my point being, I felt as if I could have been stronger if it wasn't for events, but that's exactly what events does events make things harder to strain the player to test how good you really are yeah luckily one thing that's nice about that blight card even though it is really bad it does have a lot of blight threshold for its new one i think it goes to five per player if i'm not mistaken it does furthermore this specific blight card can be completely negated as far as like how bad it's turn to turn detriment is as long as you keep getting power cards yeah because hey you have to forget a power or lose a presence i really don't want to lose a presence because the portals are really nice for 
open the ways, which is your special rule. Yeah. So I just chose to forget a power card, but I was constantly getting new power cards. So I plateaued. <laughs> I was basically, I plateaued with the spirit, which is fine because like I said, option three still lets you get a presence out there. So I was able to upgrade and my base stats were mm-hmm. still there. So it wasn't actually so bad to have that blight card. One thing I have to admit though, I just have to be honest with you guys here. Finder has some dangerously powerful track bonuses. Oh yeah. Seriously powerful track bonuses. And when I mean track bonuses, I mean some people can get, oh, reclaim one. Some people can get, oh, pick any element. And this character has those kinds of things in spades because you can push one town or city from your lands. You can just get plus one range on anything. What? You can move presence. You can gain any element of your choice. And you can get one, two, three, four, five elements, which are earth, sun, moon, water, air, respectively. And then a sixth, which is any. So that's six elements. Then you can get up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven energy a turn, which is really nice. This character was really rolling in the energy by the mid and late game for me. It was crazy because whenever an event would show up that's like, hey, all the spirits need to collectively pay for stuff. It was hilarious because Stone and Finder were like, yeah, I can pay it. Yeah, Miss was struggling for me to yep. do that. But it was fun because this character was able to just say, oh yeah, there you go. And when you can get so many elements, you can get range on everything everything six elements one of which is going to be any element that you choose whatever you want wow then push a town or city from your lands what that's just like in the growth phase just eh, get out of here it was so silly that I could do that, but it was like, wow, that is strong. You look at Finder Paths Unseen, the actual artwork. He did a little baby. Just a little hummingbird. He did a little baby hummingbird. I don't mean baby as in an infant, but he's just so small. Yes. So little. Cute. He's so cute. But thing is. S tier. Like, I know. <laughs> and then like underneath those feathers, he has like raging pecs and biceps <laughs> and abs. Like it's crazy. This character is very strong with the energy gain. And so it would fool you if you looked at this character's physical size to think that it doesn't get a whole lot of energy but you actually can get a lot of energy we had a fantastic three-person combo with finder mist and stone oh it was fantastic i told you guys that i had one problem spot on my board i gathered a bunch of bad guys into one spot which was my problem spot and by the time this combo that i'm about to describe went off there were three explorers 13 towns and one city in there. Ironically, it was my starting city. Oh. So it was kind of poetic. That's cool. So one thing that was cool, though, is that Mist joined us into this land and Stone joined in this land. So in this problem spot, we have Mist, we have Stone, and we have Finder, which, by the way, Mist can protect its allies from not dying from Blight and Stone can protect its allies from not dying in Blight. So Stone's presence kept us all good. Yeah. What was so crazy, though, was Mist played Dissolving Vapors, and Stone also played Spill Bitterness into the Earth which both of those powers each do one damage to every invader. What this meant was that all the explorers died and all the towns died. Everyone died except for the city, who was now being milked by mist, causing 14 fear for this one attack. 15 if you count the time passes phase that happened in a few minutes later that turn. It was one of the turn. coolest moves. In it was insane. It was we cool. had so many people in that spot. 17 bad guys, 13 towns, a city, and three explorers. Two damage to each invader. Mm. Completely wiped it, except for one city who now has one health left and is now being milked by mist. On its deathbed. Like, what a torturous 
embarrassed existence for that city. Look at all your friends. Look at the height of They're your power. Dead. Made low in an instant. But you're at one health, and I'm keeping you alive. Like, it was insane. 15 fear from one land. It was a fantastic combo. That turn is why I love Spirit Island, because it was such a big turn, but the lead-up to, like, yeah. you've been collecting all these guys all in one game. spot. All game. All and game. Then we're starting to talk, and we're like, we gotta get rid of these guys. So, I think you actually moved me in Traveler's Boon to get there. I did. And then Stone, you know, Stone kept us safe there. Yeah. Kept us safe there. And just, like, us all working together to get to this one spot. It was just so cool. And then Fractured Days is just looking from a side. Yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are doing great, right? Uh, I moved on. (laughs) See, these are the three people that can actually do stuff on the board. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Fractured moves Sands back to where you can remove the discard. The deck, yes. No, I was saying that satirically. No, I know. I just remember because you were able to isolate. You're like, oh, I know it's going to be Sands. Isolate. Isolate all your Sands. Oh, what a great. It was a great team. What a great moment of teamwork for all the characters as well, for everyone to show their strengths and the reason why I said it was 15 fear even though 13 died where's that extra fear coming from dissolving vapors causes a fear when you By use it the card. so if you were wondering why my math didn't add up 13 fear came from 13 towns one fear came from dissolving vapors and one fear came from slow and silent death People Which... keep us honest in the comments. So, <laughs> they're like, actually, and Ryan's just like, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are right most of the time. <laughs> hey, oh, well, well. we're human. We all make mistakes. Yep. So anyway, if you're wondering why it got to those numbers, Dissolving Vapors does give one fear, which is why it was able to be that high. But it was a fantastic game. It was a long one. That was a long was game a long that game. we fought for a very long to time. To the nail. We were we two lighted. turns away. Two turns away from the Invader deck running out the invader deck running out but yes you're right they blighted we were there for a while the events were hitting hard they were hideous and then they're like a beast does two damage we have no beast i know multiple times i think it was four times in a row even for some of them it was all right all this bad stuff happened but beasts do this and whatever literally no every (laughs) single land on the board had a bad guy except for the four lands that started where the four beasts were dwelling so it was completely clear where the beasts were they did nothing An entirely populated board. Picture in your mind, viewers, a board beset with plastic. Everywhere. Everywhere. Drenched in plastic. Drenched in plastic, whether it be Blight or White Invaders. (laughs) But there are four lands. Red tokens. (laughs) Four lands grand total that are completely clear. That's where the beasts were. <laughs> Dang, damn it! We had unlucky events. <laughs> we I'll wasted say it. so many events. Like, oh look! Again, I remember on the third time, I was like, "Wow!" What do you know? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I love oh, events. <laughs> yeah, no, if we had a beast user, it would be better. But in a five-player game, there are forty lands in play, right. thirty-six of which have bad guys on them, yeah. and four do not. And guess. Where the beasts were. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's just hilarious how it was sometimes funny. it's But just, those tough games, like, it was a fun game. It was. It was a fun game. That one will always go down in my memory. And it was funny because I played as Finder and you played, played as, as Mist. Mist. Mist is like one of my favorites and Finder is one of your favorites. It so it's like you and flipped. I had a role reversal, like yeah. a Freaky Friday switch. It's a game I'll never forget, for sure. Yeah. 
Alrighty, which one of the 15 games do you want to talk about with Finder? <laughs> well, Finder, let me break it down. Break it down, break it down, break it down. Because it was really cool seeing you play Finder. How did I do? Not that I underestimated you. Uh, no, stop, stop. <laughs> you overshot what I thought because it's just such a difficult experience It took to me play. a second. Won't lie. I mean, it it's took, It was about mid-game when I figured out, oh, my slow powers are the good ones. Mm, nah. gotcha. For me, when I was learning Finder, I kind of developed the strategy or just found, figured out that there's three tiers to like understanding how to play Finder. Mm. The first tier is first you're just trying to deal with how to play a game and deal no damage. Mm-hmm. And only push invaders, no fear. Right. And that's how you win the game. No fear, no damage. Right, you've even done solo games with this guy. I've done, yeah, solo games, and it's just like, how do I win a game by doing no, no fear damage, damage and yeah. only pushing? That's the first tier. Second tier, understanding how to best use open the ways like you were talking. Make yeah. those portals all around the map, and then also how to isolate, because that's another tricky thing. Right. Could it be in a vacant land like you were trying to do, keep the coast clear? Right. Or could it be in a land where you've grouped all your people, right. and you don't want anyone spreading out? And it's a new mechanic that you can't use the base game to help train you for. Right. It's an entirely new thing. Isolate is completely new, and same with, obviously, adjacency is now so wonky. Yeah. With Finder. Just like, wait a minute, those are one away? Yeah. yeah. So that is tier two. Tier three, this is what I'm trying to accomplish now. Okay. And this is what I'm trying to get better at. How to become one of the best support spirits in the game mm. with Finder. Amplify everyone's range capabilities. Yeah. Where I can be in a land with them, and if it's only one away from lightning, oh, I can make this sand adjacent to Right, you, you change the adjacency. Or using Traveler's Boon to get mm. out of dodge. Or <laughs> we need defense. Hey, Earth, let's grab two of your presence. Yep. Or... We can't have them build. Hey, Green, yeah. can you we bring your sacred site over here yep. and prevent a build? Yep. So I think like that's the next step I'm trying to get to of just like using all my powers to help others. Right. Finder can be the ultimate soccer mom. Yeah. Getting all the lunches <laughs> in order. Getting juice all boxes. the right all you the have your orange boxes, slices. All the stuff, all the orange slices, all the doctor's appointments, all the school stuff. You know, the kids who are playing soccer never go and realize how much friggin' work these awesome moms are doing to get everything to work perfectly. Perfectly. These logistics, all these things, but Finder is doing precisely just that. Right, because you can move people around, you can save them, you can help them, or you can move wildfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's more damage for wildfire. Bing. There's just so many things that just like, oh, you could do this, you could do that. So that's why I'm like trying to get to now, because usually I'm just like, oh, I can use this to make my powers. Right. But like, oh, I can help the entire team. Right. Because Open the Way says, you may make up to two of your lands adjacent at a time. You may change which lands are adjacent once between actions. So you can just mm-hmm. change this whenever you want. Any type of action. Oh yeah, for this action, those are adjacent. In my opinion, there are a few helpful characters that are really good team buffers. Obviously, Serpent and Fractured Days and Shifting Memory are all characters that help other people. I really honestly think that a good finder player will transcend all of the others. Mm, even more than, yeah, Fracture and Serpent. I think so. Memory, too? Well, think about it. What Finder's doing is helpful constantly. Sure, Serpent or Memory let you get a major power without having to forget one. A couple elements. Only helps if you use that card. Yeah. Sure, it might be often, but having all of your damage is increased in efficiency because Finder collected everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. There was no one here to build because Finder moved it. Hey, Mm. you need beasts. 
Got you. Hey, remember when they had defend cards on the other side of the island? Literally the other side. Yeah. And I teleported not one, not two, not four, not even six. Seven to Han. There you go. Seven. Bam. He's like, what? Ryan used aid from the spirit speakers to costing fast power for each to Han. You may move one invader slash to Han or presence or beast to a land within two that also has to Han. Within sorry. two is so laughable to, I know. to <laughs> blinder. When I, when wink, I, wink. When I chose my <laughs> thing that said you have infinite range, it's whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, it's like, yeah, within two. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, it's within two. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, guy. My sweet summer child. <laughs> As you just go and shove them through the Stargate. You know? <laughs> it's like, where am I now? Who knows? But yeah, Finder being able to just deliver. He's like the ultimate mailman. Mm. You know? Just... We were talking, what makes an S-tier spirit, S-tier, what makes like a strong spirit strong? And I think one of them is who can handle cities? Yeah. Like what really limits sharp fangs? type of thing. Yep. Or think of your other ones who just can't, even river at times, like unless mm-hmm. it's on the coast, who can handle a city turn one? Finder. Yep. Just not Seriously. destroy it, right. but push it off somewhere. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. They're not building. To regard something that's supposed to be scary a city as, is terrifying. as, it's as trivial as it's the, the rest. It's the peak of the invaders, a city. Right. And to treat it with such trivialness as everyone else is just so dismissive. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Alright, I'm going to get into my game. My favorite game with Finder. I went a little top track. There you go. Focus. I did one game. Don't look at what I did. <laughs> no, as no, no, no. <laughs> Here's what I liked about it. So you're thinking top track. You're only able to play one card, particularly yeah. with top track. So here's what you do. When you start the game setup, you put a presence and your starting board in land number three. And then you put your second presence in land number one on any board. So that's nice where I am spreading out. And then on turn one, I did growth option number four, which is add a presence in any land. Mm. So even before the game starts, I'm in three different lands all across the island yeah i am completely spread out where i can spread from there and then after that i usually chose growth two which is add a presence one away we're like oh finder wants to spread out i'm already spread out Mm -hmm. and then i'm getting plus one card play every turn so i probably would have done that one constantly if it weren't for the blight card was for the blight because that one gives an extra card play which is so helpful which would would have made finder in my game seem so much stronger but finder was already really strong no i know i'm just saying that i wasn't able to do that option because i did one you need the cards i needed to get a card out there so i immediately forget right. it so that I don't have to destroy presents you because of the lose card. those portals. Right. So, because when you look at finders innates, the most of them, you just need two elements. Yeah. So you can get them a lot, either through card plays, and obviously as Ryan went to, there's so many elements on the tracks. It's incredible. So I went top track I didn't get all the way to any, but I got to the plus two, which is three quarters of the way. Yeah. And then I wanted those elements. So I started going after the air and the moon and the earth. And eventually I got to card play. Mm. The reclaim is so tough because I hate reclaiming with this spirit because you yeah. want to grow. Like, By the way, I didn't reclaim until turn five. You were doing so well with that because you were gaining power cards too to right. stretch out your right. hand. Right, right. The was only so good. reason why I did reclaim was because of the stupid events that required <laughs> me to kind of go early. Yeah. And that 
Blight card, but I felt as though I might have been able to honestly maybe no even reclaim? go to six or seven. Turn maybe. six or okay, seven. Okay. I mean. Reclaim is tough because you want to gain know, a power card. I, I love the starting hand for Finder because they are yeah. made perfectly for Finder. Yep. It's hard when you're grabbing a power, you're like, oh, I can't do this one, it does damage. Or you, right. You're limited when you're grabbing minor or majors because right. you don't want to do damage too much. But the one good thing about Reclaim, you may ignore range this turn. <laughs> That's what? not even just in the fast what? phase. What? The entire turn. Just ignore <laughs> All the things. So it's like, oh, that's so tempting. No, I want to keep growing. The reason I focus on this game, I was able to gain energy quickly because I picked up Cast Down into In the, the Briny Deep. deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like your favorite card. It's this my character. card for Finder. Yep. So when I picked that up, I really started focusing on unlocking the elements on my tracks because mm. if you look at Cast Down into the Briny Deep, you need Sun, Moon, Water, and Earth. And those are all the elements on Finder's board board already yeah okay but you need four of water and four of earth well the card gives you water and earth finder's board gives you both and then you have an any so i actually only needed from my card place one water after yeah. all of it yeah and i was able to take away a board just boom 38 fear <laughs> we won safe to say we won after that turn oh because I was gosh. obviously grouping up everything on yeah. the board yep. it's a big setup but yeah. like that was just such a thing of like oh I lost a presence and one energy big whoop big whoop big whoop I took part of the island worth away it. worth, worth it. it so people are like cast down well that's a damage card for finder all the elements are on the right. tracks remember you are just incentivized to not do it constantly doesn't mean not, you can't not literally never yeah it's so, not like nightmare no so that was my memorable game there's so many good things. I remember when you had the game where you were doing it solo. Oh. And when you did Briny Deep and nuked one spot, you gained... I did a Volcanic Eruption. Oh, my bad. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. It was a card that dome smacked the spot. 20 damage. And what it did was it got you so much fear. How many fear cards? I got five fear cards. (laughs) But, guys, we gotta last until that point. I didn't earn one fear card until that turn. (laughs) Then immediately bam that's a terror level increase <laughs> in one card it was insane so you just gotta survive you gotta wait yeah. it out which is cool about all the spirits in spirit island you're playing a different version of this game yeah where vengeance you want to have blight on the board yeah. or with miss you want things to stay alive with yeah. finder you can't do damage or penalize you. yeah and you just got to push things around so it's cool to manipulate that and just play a different style and i think what's most tantalizing to me is the growth tracks there's so many it's- different options. I know. It's you can so go much. all middle or you can go all top or all bottom or mix and match and top and bottom, it's top and bottom. It's so weird. It's so weird. When I first saw it, it looked like an iron bridge with all the trussing yeah. diagonally up and down. Strong. And yeah, it's so crazy. You know what's one thing that's quite unfortunate in my opinion with Finder? Hmm. In the base game, the promotional pack that came along with the game contained Wildfire and Serpent who are incredibly fun people for their own way but in no way are absolutely essential. Jagged Earth has a promotional pack 2 which has downpour and finder both characters are s tier yeah. and i would say are necessary for high fun level. for high level stuff and these are essential workers the characters you get in promotional pack 2 are so much higher quality than the characters you get in promotional get pack people. 1 i know I and bad. that's why i'm like oh this is a promotional pack character. Ah, 
we man. had talked about that. Like, if you're trying to get promo one, people on eBay are selling it for like eighty dollars, like sixty bucks minimum, seventy bucks. Yeah, I've seen eighty. You know, this is going to be expensive too, right? Luckily, I will say there is a print and play still available on Greater the Games for Finder Paz on Scene. Yep, not for Downpour. So if you do not have either promotional pack one or two, I would encourage you getting both because ultimately it's so much fun to experience all the officially released content that Greater Than Games has made with Serpent and Heart of the Wildfire. But the thing is, is between the two, it is an easy recommendation to do promotional pack two first. Downpour is so, so friggin' useful. And Finder is the ultimate helper. And both of them are essential workers. That is where, if you had to choose promotional pack one, two, or branch and claw, I would say branch and claw first, then promotional pack two, then promotional pack one. So, of all of them, if you do base game, I'm just going right off the cuff, what would I say as far as the order to get stuff? Core game, Mm -hmm. Jagged Earth, branch and claw, Promo Pack 2, then Promo Pack 1. Jagged Earth, because it adds so much stuff, you gotta have it. Branch and Claw, because it's almost honestly as important as Jagged Earth. There are so many good majors and minors in there. Briny Deep. Seriously, so many. And Keeper and Frings, we love. Oh my gosh. Keeper, yeah. Keeper, most people get this for Keeper alone. I'm an advocate, even if I'm alone in the corner with a dunce cap on my head. (laughs) No! I will always Sharp Fangs is good. Preach for Sharp Fangs because he is so much fun. I've used them to great effect. Yes. But more so because of the cards that come in Branch and Claws, the big reason why that's important. And then Promo Pack 2, Finder, Downpour. Oh. Crazy, crazy spirits. Though, yeah, absolutely essential. So those were our games with Finder. There you go. Finder is a ridiculous spirit who you will be made better as a player if you have Finder on your team. Like whoever you are playing. Yeah. could be anyone. Anyone. Earth, benefits. wildfire, volcano, does not matter. If Finder is on your team, you will be helped so much. And it's great. It's the ultimate soccer mom. I love, also, just real quick, I just love the six cards. Like you said, you can just really draw out that reclaim. Six card in your starting hand. And then I if know. you're adding more cards with your growth options, mm-hmm. you can really drag out that reclaim. I don't know. Finder is, other than, obviously, offense, not yeah. a lot of and fear. Okay. There's two big sets. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But the thing is, is yes, Finder is only control, pretty much. Yeah. But the severity of how much control that actually is is so high. Tips the scales. That it is not unbalanced or weak by any stretch. There you go. There's Volcano, there's Stone, and there's Finder. Next episode, we will get into Trickster and Memory. I can't wait to hear about your thoughts on Trickster because obviously I know your thoughts on Hypeless Trickster. Yeah, so it's true. Trickster, like I said before, Trickster was probably my biggest upset mm, for me. Like I the c- character I was the most wrong about. I can't wait to hear about that. So anyway, one thing that's kind of funny is Trickster and Memory have a similarity, oh. actually a unique similarity for you and I. But we can tempt Ooh. you with that for a later time. Next Until time. then, have fun gaming. See you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at the Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.